Farscape 2001 Eat Me The episode opens one of my transport pods moving through black space, clearly in trouble and yawning so badly to the right. It seems to be flying on its side. Cut to its interior where John is at the flight controls. Expression of intense concentration as he pilots the damaged vehicle while Chiena opens an access panel and tries to effect repairs. Diego and Jewel wait tensely while Diego does. Jewel waits impatiently. John, this pod is falling apart. All I can do is keep her afloat, Chiena. Chiena will barely contain fury. Not my fault, Crichton. I looked away for Microp. And Jewel grabbed the controls. John, I didn't say it was your fault. Give me give me status. Shenna. Fluid pours like blood from the broken ends of pod innards. She quickly pulls lines in an urgent attempt to reroute damaged connections. It's not holding. Jewel with disgust with disgusted Shenna flings the bleeding cables aside. Oh, you're getting mink everywhere. Shenna, shut the fell. This is your fault. But at that moment, Salvation as the dress pod comes up on a dark asteroid with three tails of the and I've seen sweeping out from behind it. Joel points triumphantly. Joel, look, there's Moya. That's just John cuts her off abruptly by heading what appears to be home. John, pilot, Aaron, come in, pilot. As they come around the side of the asteroid and take, get a better look, they find him. Diego sees it first. Diego, in a low tone, that's not Moya. Indeed, it's not. The light from a distant misty star hits a Lucifer. His skin is seen as the disease and yellowed. It's mostly dark and looks dead. But most ominously, it's great interior. Fetching is encircled by a massive black structure. It's a finding with a control collar. That means peacekeepers. But the pod is failing fast. They need help now. Don't call it readouts. O2's levels falling. Shannon's voice quivers anxiously. Termitry, comms, neutral status, we've got nothing. Pod launch lurches, begins to shudder heavily. John, all right. We're, we're heading for that ship, that's it. There you go, John. That is not an option. John, calm, calm but grim. You don't have many options unless you want to die out here in the middle of nowhere. There you go, it's better than me, big being captured, tortured, and killed by peacekeepers. He speaks the sound of power cells falling, and escaping atmospheres are heard. Jewel panicking. Do you hear that noise? That's our air. They were agitated. You know Jewel. Continues arguing with John and Shanna. Attempts to compensate for the fuel system's fuel failure. We have no comms. We have no idea of what is on that ship. Leading us to our death. John makes no response after... Other than to cast Diego look with grim resignation, the aims of Pottles is slayed by Fion, which hangs in space bathed in a sticky light from the white star. Fion and Dugging bay doors are wide open, but entries anything but smooth. John guides the damaged pod down a long dark launch tunnel to Hangar Bay. Bart's line pod's engines strain as they make an emergency landing, keeping the walls on the way in, uncorrupted by Jaws' girly grit. Yeah, you're so Upon finally making it rough 
the touchdown. The damaged pod begins to fill with smoke. A fire breaks out and some of its salts wink shortening children wink roaring. John, all right, what's that? That's it, everybody out. Dago just stares stony at him. John meets his stare and peeks out. A low growl of resentment, the Blaxian moves. Moments later, Diego descends the pod steps from Siena. A jewel in tow. He and Siena are armed and have flashlights attached to their weapons. The hangar bay is dark and the air is misty with smoke. Not smoke with it from their broken down transport pod, though. Open fires in containers like that, like what a bum might set in a trash can. In a trash can, keeping warm in the cold weather. Flicker here and there, and first supplement. Dim emergency lights hang high, leafy and ceiling. Great twists of shredded cable dangle like dark jungle vines. The floor is littered with debris. Odd lights wink here and there on bits that suppose every discordant random sounds echo in the dark. Signaling his life aboard as he ship. The same way that strange round sounds, abandoned mansion, hit the presence of the dead. Shanna, she and Shago stop at the foot of the pod steps and take in a desolate scene. Up and here, a distant sound like an animal coughing is heard. A smell, they slowly advance as they wait the expected arrival, some sort of meet greeting committee. There's no movement except the little flames dancing in the containers. If there were peacekeepers, they'd be here by now. They go, well, this section's airlocked, so someone wants us here. Hails deeply in the ship. Deeply of the ship's rank older. There is a long moment of silence as they take in, in not only the ruin, the increasing effort feel for the place. Silence, suddenly the silence broke by a veil. <coughs> Something launches itself toward, out of the shadows at Dago, lands on his back, his arms around his neck, biting and clawing him. Dago, Joel calls screams and shadow yells. And Dago made his display of faith in the Nibia's Gunship, Dago turns to face her, a yelling thing on his back, and lets her shoot it off him. Takes a few blasts of Shannon's pulse gun, then inches Dago's head, but the grip of the thing on his back is finally broken. Dago's able to throw it off dead. John, who stands back in the pod, is survey damage, put out fires. Comes following down, flying down the pod steps at the commotion with gun in one hand, a snail of a wire in the other. John, what the hell is going on out here? Panny Dago pushes the thing that attacked him onto his back. It's a serene looking man. He is like a phonian. He appears diseased and unkept. In addition to his caveman hair, his skin full of lesions, he's and his dead gaping teeth. He reveals gums studded with rotting or missing teeth. John catches sight of the dead creature. Dago glares at him. Dago cruisantary. I told you we shouldn't come here. Cut back to soon after. Our crew is still with their non-functional transport pod, but they have given up waiting for any kind of welcoming party. Shannon stands sentry, the gloom of the Diego jewel, whilst John is examining his bits of surfering wire to move for the pod. Diego duly offering, duly, darling offering his assessment of the pod's conditions gone. John confirming Lux's insight as he lets drop a tangled wire is inspecting. Burnt, battered, busted. Ding dong, the pod is dead. Joel tense. It can't be dead, Scribble. You have to fix it. You have to get it out of here. John ain't gonna happen. 
Nice we could place that stuff. Dago, we need three K wire and Ninium coils. John Wright, we'll find it we might stand the chance. It means the scavenger hunt. Stands looks towards the interior. Stranger findings a mo- distant moan. The sun source echoes in a creeped light silence. In that direction. Jill, you can't be can't, well, can't we just borrow one of their transport pods? Jenna creeped out by the place. There isn't any. I looked around. I already looked. No transport pods. Not a single piece of escape craft. It's like no anybody who could leave had left. Dago softly as the distant noises continue. This place is bad voodoo. John resolutely refuses to give in to the eeriness of the place. Picks up his gun and starts off with Sophonia like Moria. So pair parts this way. Joe and Little Grass with Dreaders, Shane and Dago, make to follow John. I'm getting back in the transport pod and staying there. Shana, thank Frick. John, nay, you stay with her, Shana. Shana, no way, John. Pip, transport, all we got. Shana, in a fierce whisper, I'm warning you, going to end up killing that red-headed talk, drink. John Stephan had to leave there. Whatever, go on. He turns back towards the tyranny of the fine end. Share parts that way. Let's find him. Shanna, Dago and John set off. He stalks back to Jules, waiting at the pod steps of Mutter's frail. Cutty, Dago and John as they move through the maintenance bay. Towards the inner doors, the rest of the ship. They go and they make a visual inspection of what's left of the There's a sound of fluid dripping in the reeking darkness. John trashed. Dago grunting his disagreement. There's no free what came wire and definitely no nuclear coils. John calling anyone home? There's a different response. Poisonous green and orange light begins to flicker in the clamshell viewer, but no image of a pilot's face revolves. There's no sound but fuzzy static. Anybody out there? Dago throws his shoulders against the great oval door leading out of the maintenance bay and to the rest of the phonium. They won't budge. He looks back at John, who looks around at an expression, his face making it clear the haunted house atmosphere is getting to him. Dago, do you want to give me a hand here? With Jan. John, maybe that there's a pilot keeping it shut. And that the great door chunks and slightly begins to swivel open. Owner called our pit harrows, bring their weapons up and edge wearily through. A host of peacekeepers or thousands of fairy boys. Friends and relatives. There's nothing beyond the door except an empty decaying corridor. Diego, too late to worry about that. Let's just get out of, get what we need for the transport pod and get the thrill out of here. They clear the great door, but it begins to swivel shut behind them. John Diego, they rush back to the door, try to wedge it open to no avail. Diego, China, China, the door is unwieldy. Find themselves cut off with Shanna and Jewel. Diego hits the comb. Shanna, no response. He comes her down. He turns back the door and bellows. Shanna! John, could it be the control collar? Beside resignation, John, there you go, turns back to him and hefts his quarter and flashlight into position again. All right, we know the layout, right? Okay, near him, coils to quiet wire. Got to be in tiers three and four. Neither that, or he heads straight for pilot. There you spot something ahead of them. Corridor that moves towards it. Dago panting as if he's trying to keep himself from being sick, Crichton. John, what did you, what did you got, big guy? Dago shines his light with gleaming white, skeptical remains of a hand. 
and firearm protruding from a heap of debris. Dago burns Cetharian bone, baby. Drone quietly as he pulls Dago away. All right. He move on through the defining. As they go to the terminal to read, the ship's physical deterioration becomes increasingly obvious. Fluid oozes from its sweating walls and the graceful bronze ribs. They should force form the arches of its corridors are virtually gone, placed by putrid grey swellings of slodged with ugly grey red lesions. Corridors seem ready to collapse and sound is muffled by expression swollen flesh. A once beautiful ship, they go and John, and more in hurry now and wary as they stride along the rotting tunnels. They go this way. John, Abbott and Costello in the House of Horror. You know, we should talk with the to pilot around the dripping corner. corner. We could tell, he could tell us where to find all the stuff we need. Take us spotting what he, we, he's, look, he's looking for. Ah, uh, Crichton, Moses asks the hatch at the service tunnel, and suddenly kicks it in, releases his hiss of green vapour. And here John immediately goes in the duck inside, but quickly backs out with one hand over his mouth and snut nose. John, oh, my man, oh man, it smells worse than Rigel. Jager, well, almost get in. He pushes John into the service tunnel and follows. Inside the narrow diamond-shaped hatches is about as high as they are. It's even worse shaped than the main corridor. Ragged cables erupt from the walls, like veins and tendons from rotten flesh. They quickly find one item on the scavenger list. John, yep, the 3K wire. Good call. You, how do you know? Diego taking taking that guy, trying not to use his nose. So I'll guess this duck needs to question filters. He had to escape out what out. We have to scrap out scrap out what we can. While he begins pulling the wires, a narrow tunnel of sweating if any meat. John touches the fluid oozing the wells and sniffs it. John, oh my man, that put hat. Hats puss. He revs away from the wall and tries to wipe his fingers off for a bit of metal. Wall rip. The ship is oozing pus, man. They go, yeah, the whole ship is diseased. Join the AGs. No DRDs. What's that about? It's like she's got hit by some kind of biochemical weapon. She stands in the middle of the surface tunnel, gulping about, about the rev- 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 revulsion as he just noticed all of this. Dago finishes collecting the true key wire. Ducks in a healthy lap of interest in that what happened here. Dago now grim calls to you. John, huh? We've got to find the pilot. Dago's quite We need what we need and we'll get out. John, what we need is a guy who controls the maintenance bay doors. Hang as the whole damn ship, in fact. Dago annoyed him, sensing another unwelcome adventure coming on. It's meant to be a hit and run mission. So we can get the parts up what that we need. Join the noise back and bringing up a good point. Rationalize the curiosity. And what if we, we're dying? What have we been exposed to some radiation or some virus that's going to minutate us the night of the living dead? They will then assume we get out of here. The better. Here's the better. If you want to go all the way to Pilot's Den, then you are tinked. John. Hey, you know what? You know that. Hey, you know what? We don't know what we're dealing with here. Dago and Deadly Ernest. This is Pete Cooper's 
prison ship. That's all we need to know, you know to know. John looks away from him and makes a clear exhaustion, realization, a discussion, frustration with Lexington's clear lack of imagination, intellectual curiosity. John, as he walks away, I'm gonna go find the pilot. Let get you get some get the junk. Nice job. Maybe when the others fly off with junk, you can fly off in your custody. Cut back to transport pod. Joy is standing several feet away when something lands on the floor near the foot with a little mechanic metallic crinkle. Shannon's near looking nearby, just waiting for excuse to have a go at the wethead. Shannon, what was that? Joe oh, she looks up looks down at the thing lying next to her foot that Shannon marches over and stoops it, scoops it up. Shannon, it's Donald Joy who says that he broke it. Jill, I did not, I just fell. Just fell, Jenna. I don't believe this. She turns and walks to marches off towards the maintenance bay. Jewel quickly frances after her. Jewel frightened. What? Where are you going? Nina, please, to join the treasure hunt. Jewel, well, quite said to stay here. She said, well, he doesn't know what about this. Jewel, well, you can't leave me. The comms are down. Jenna, without even looking at her. There's a pulse warfare and a transport pod. As they come to close the civil door, the interest of Lithuanian and Sheena mutters herself that Jewel bubbles on, terrified. How can I open this door? You already know? We don't have the weapons. We don't have it. weapons on our planet. We don't have violence. We don't have war. Jen turns on, turns to face her. Our word punches her in the jaw. Hard, interior. Squeals and staggers were fixing Sheena with a fairy stare. What the fell? Shiner only responds to deliver another right hook to your redhead's jaw. But this time, Jewel comes back, a strong right of her own, the Nibian, Nibiai's jaw. Shiner takes it like a man, shaking her head, adjusting a memorable hinge. While Jewel, surprising by herself, holds her wrist and squeals with greatest pain. Oh, thrilling him as me. Shiner, fee, violence. You get a hang of it. He turns back to the pondering of swivel door. Who stands there? Something deep inside the phonian. Someone manipulates a device. The device looks like a scourge protector. And inside plugins is lying with a series of round blue lights, a red bar, and several thick white hoses attached to it. Met- so sharp metal cannula, a needle as thick as a pencil. The owner of the device pushes the cannula into what appears to be part of the phonian. Electrical discharge drains the scene with dim light with a couple with a couple brilliant white flashes and then a human looking hand touches the buttons on the device. Back in the maintenance bay, the great door swivels open before the two women. Jenna looks spooked as he mutters to Jewel, Good luck with the pulse rifle. I hope you're a fast learner. Moves slowly for the door, which swings shut behind her, leaving Jewel alone in deep, dark maintenance bay and pretty much von verbal with terror. Meanwhile, somewhere on the Lafinian, the only device is seen is man, human-like looking, and is standing in some place, dark place, a lit candle hanging brown. They are fresh. He is middle-aged, perhaps bald, and one of his eyes is pale and staring as if it's blind. His luxurious skin glistens on holes in his naked scalp. They exposed patches that appear to be metal. His fist has been filthy rags and tied and draped around his body, remnants of a rope cloak, a king's rope, though, of device 
used to open a maintenance bay at Dolly's attached to his right up forearm. He gazes severely into space with an previous, previously set by expression in his face. His name is Catalabok. Elsewhere, Diego Scamander Hunt continues with a blast from his quilter, which breaks open the door of the storeroom. Enters breathing heavily. A quick look around reveals no known coils. A useless gastro sensor. Suddenly, the identifiable different moans of the ghost ship are joined by very familiar sounds. Voices of men shouting. Although they are not, they are safe. What they are saying seems muffled and cannot be made out. Dagger quickly leaves. John now reaches his destination, the pilot then. He steps in the huge chamber. A scene that greets him is one familiar and surreal. Quite identical to his friend, Bagamoya, sits at the station. But beyond all that semblance of normalcy vanishes. Pilot station, instead of being unswept, um, upswept, banker's ribs lined with light. Is a blunted stump of degraded, firmly and fresh. Upon its seven human-like figures squat and leap about like little monkeys, making ape-like like hooting sounds as they torment the great amber-eyed pilot. Pilot look itself seems catatonic. It slightly rocks back and forth. Shut jawed eyes unfocused. The hellish scene is lit by flashing red light from the light ships remaining life systems. As John steps further inside, the ape-like creatures scurry away as he, at, at the sight of him. John, what the hell? As he approaches the pilot, he fixes beautiful eyes on him and grunts and screams incoherently with terror, becoming increasingly agitated. The closer John gets, climbs up into the remains of the console, peers at the great creature, stares wildly back at him. Most of its arms have been hacked off, torso, the Holy Mother of God, the pilot cringes away from him, waving his remaining arm at him in a frantic effort to keep him away. Easy, John backs a bit off a bit. As soon as he makes any more move towards the fire, pilot <coughs> begins thrashing madly and tries to fend him off. The sound of it makes of an ballistic as those the others board the ship, as if they've lost the power of speech. I'm not going to hurt you. Hurt you. John puts his gun away, sits back on, the, on his palms in front of the pilot, who sit, sits lower, head lowered, mouth wide and panting, and staring at him and standing at the top of his eyes. My name is Quentin. I live in a fire. We have a pilot. He's kind of like you. John's stillness and gentle voice seem to calm, trivialized creature. He slowly settles down. What happened to you? The pilot who's dying in a fire named Rakuyu. Looks up at him with eyes wet with tears and with flies. Masculine voice is low and hoarse, wearily, weary beyond all knowing. Velkuru, pilot, please kill me. Cut to Yana, sliding down a corridor. Festooned with stripes of decaying and flaming flesh. It mainly by a flashlight. All around her she can hear a lemonistic yells and shrieks. Fighter that she is. She prefers threats to be out and open. Where she can deal with them. Jenna slowly a gun at the ready. Come on, come out and play. A moment seen from the corner of her eye causes her to spin and fire a shadow behind her. Some of the stops and she rarely moves on. Maybe nearby, more well, nearby, gribbering attracts her attention. She turns to find herself dolly dot room.
Several human-like figures were there, squatting around a small fire, grunting, laughing, intended to rule the It scattered she gapes at them, a moment for trying to back out slowly. Don't mind me, just talk among yourself. Let's get you in tenderness. Rokuru, don't call a cow for long. Obama makes a lunge for her. She easily knocks him back with the muzzle of the gun. Having got what she asked for, a clear look at the locals. She loses some of her other, but you... A few more of them raise and stare, hostile, feral eyes. One would make hank a white phoning or pilot beat. They'd been gnawing on, and she noticed that he seems to have an identical twin outside the room. One attacks her again. She flinches that easily throws him back, but she's very, but she's trying to disturb this strange, insane looking people, and screams as he tries to make an exit. Stay back, stay back. Cut back to John in where he was pilots then. John, what about the your comms atmosphere? The doors could control any of that? The cool pilot rocking gently and shaking, shaking his head as John speaks. He raises his claws, replies. He's troubled speaking as if it's been a long time since he had anyone to talk to. And Richard Pod slashed. Please kill me. John, rather impatiently. Look, your arms are going to regenerate. Her as he speaks, he moans and virtual with pain and effort, the good utterly anything coherent. Growing, going, cut. Ah. John sharply Grogan? Who the hell is who, who the hell is a Grogan? Her acting out of motion as he judges, groans and struggles to make himself understood. Grogan, Grogan, cut. Grogan, cut. John getting it. He shot to throw a pilot most miserably. They cut your arms. Then they, when they go back, they hack them off again. Why the hell would they do that? A cool pilot. He thrashes and rivers. He slips into current panic again cause, because they are feeding me. Cut back to Shannon Corridor. The ghouls are following her. As he tries to get away, she's screaming at Ernest. Now they shuffle out their dining area after her. The scene is a slow dark. Chaos, the grunting, the zombie-like people gnawing on the stuff, looking mean as Shanna yells energetically. Shanna, whoa! Stay back, stay back. She starts another group of ghoulish creatures slowly approaching from down the corridor, merged from the group from the dark room, found like a good horror show victim. She hits at them with a gun instead of shooting them. I don't want to hurt you. Why not? You know, dear, but they are clearly both dangerous of brains of autotons. Man reaches out of touch of bleeding wound she sustained during the landing of the pod, so he can taste her blood. Horrified, she plunges for the encroaching crowd of zombies and trips over one who's crawling around on the floor at the back of the crowd. She scrambles away on her hands and knees, finds herself trapped in a dead end. As the ghouls fix on her again, they start to come. He sees or thinks he sees somewhere done the flashlight holding and something that looks like a quilter blade at the back of the crowd. There goes Quentin. Apparition seems to encourage her. He staggers to her feet and that funny uses a pulse gun for the purpose it was intended. You want lunch? How about her? She fires a mob retarded predators and sends one flying backwards to rest. We seem to divert at least some of them. Mima Dago hears the sound of pulse. This pulse fire. And Shannon's screaming his name amid the rest of the call wailing. 
and grown in the ship. He begins to move quickly towards it. As where the sound of battle is Shanna screaming, his name reached John, who's left Grimmer upon it. He's not certain of where she is. She's through the dark, muffled maze of the dying Nathaniel. Bellows her name back as he turns around in a circle, trying to get a, a fix on what direction she, to go in. For all your yelling, Shanna is doing all the right now. She's found a trigger at the Polska, created enough dread meat to last the other days of revel. A little while at least. She throws her head back and lets fly at one another. Miriam Wall cries, Rory! before taking off down the mostly clear corridor. Cutter Dagon struggling around through the corrupt and dark corridors of the Lithuanian, fighting for breathable air, the putrid, claustrophobic atmosphere. San Siena's wheels and pulse fire have stopped. Dagon Shimmer turns uncertain now which way to go. Finds Korovarov. Standing there in a beam of flashlight, watching Dago hits this explosive alarm and leaves his quarter to his firing position. Who are you? Where are you trying to? No, no worry. Karof makes response, but to take a step towards him. But Dago, having none of anything in the head's tense place, and snarls, stay back, stay back, or I swear I'll kill, I'll kill you. Penotrack, Vok, I don't think that's very polite. Man's voice is expected to be prim and national. Dago struck for response. In a split second, Kolov whips up his right arm, and the device he used to open the main bay, Don pointing the long corridor with Jago fires. A ball of white energy travels down the needle like Kodru and hits Dago square in the chest. Instead of killing him like a vegetable ball of energy, it instantly forms a plasia like bubble around him, which renders him unable to move. Soon after, John is still jogging through the corridors, trying to take his shipmates. Finally, he hears something and drawing his gun. He sighs along in the shadow and sees Colonel Man seems pleased with himself and softly drives along the ruined moment of machine you find it. And what's behind him are the rivets John's, a rivets John's protection. A pair of ships, zombie-like inhabitants, are dragging their good body behind them. John breaks cover and bellowing, John, no! But before he can squeeze off a shot, another Kovic slave jumps in from behind. He loses his gun while fighting the creature. Off some ways away, Shanna hears his, his yell and lead, heads in this direction. Pierre Crichton, as she makes the direction of John's yell, another gore attacks her. By now she isn't so about hurting him anymore and takes his one out with a blast of a pulse gun. I apparently roll without missing a beat. Mimo John continues battling ghouls and seed, not unlike Shanna's recent experience. He jinxes her when he said the night is living dead. Earlier, they, they come to him in ways with sacred slowness, snatching and grabbing him, they're lunging from the sides of the ring, inexplorable, brainless, as if their numbers threatened to overwhelm him. Though Shanna arrives at the scene, Posca and starts laying down fire. Kovok watches the rivals in the Indian Nakrabbery with a smile over his face. He again points the cover on his voice to Jago. His time is acts a more conventional needle. He drops it deeper into the Jordan's forehead. The goal attacking China, John, probably turn away as the ancient of three cobras, attention is called like the Diego. China, John, 
We were in the middle of the cart charge. Sunny find their roundabouts is gone and hit a pole of junk instead. They fall to the door. They quickly turn to see where the geeks went and they are just in time to witness with slack jawed horror. A decoyed rock comes that does next. The device covered up extracts Vitish fluid from David's head, then raising Cordula to his own head. Ejects it to the shelf through the catheter, in which is his right ear should be. A look on his face does not so. Is it of a tetracycline? And then it's over, covered up. Taking, having taken what he wanted, these Dago's bodies to be raving, to the ravening ghouls to set upon the gusto. Chain wretches immediate. He fumbles over the pulse gun, charges the cannibals, screaming wildly. They scatter, knowing they have their meat later. Shannon continues to shoot and scream. John seems stunned for the moment before Sonny, coming Shannon, grabbing her around the waist. They both fall to the knees by, J- by Dago's corpse. John behind Sienna, the proxy of grief and loathing. Kadamaya summoned a space of bluish white light, breaks the tips of her tails forward to create a flowing treachery of energy streams of her body. The themes come together, a nose, a form of brilliant donut, an update by the normal space of Starbus, cut to command as Aaron gallops in Rigel and Stark already there. Aaron, pilot, what's going on? Rigel offering his own answer. Starbus without any warning. For your sake, Aaron, but we left right and the other stranded. Rigel standing, standing ill as he coughs a little. Vouched up all my second lunch. It's obvious no one cares what Rigel not watches up as long. They don't have to look at it. Seeing just so shortly after the great ship exit Starbus. Aaron, it's better be something good, pilot. Pike cut briefly to him in his den. Replies in a tone, asks the question. Yeah, what's it? What, what if it's not? Marion responded to dress call. Let you can see for yourself the call. Back on command, Aaron. Rise on start. Take a look at the main viewpoint. See, Aaron, Taran. Sure enough, the son of Maria, fierce by, seems dark and lifeless. Aaron quickly hails his captain. Where does it come in? Is it Aaron? Crisis. Response pilot, there's no answer from crisis. Pilot is standing somewhere between concern and dubious apprehension, silent reappearance. Maya's potential protege. Nor is Maya getting any answer from Talon. Aaron and Stark exchange a worried look. Cut to soon after as the transport pod leaves Maya, arcs towards Talon, then cut to Aaron after he's boarded the young ship. A weapon is drawn, the only sound is static from unattained. Attended control consoles. He pauses just outside the partly, partially open door. His command, loose cables hang loopily, sending it seems to be scorch marks with two walls. Aaron mumbling softly to him, response to ship. What happened to you? Stark, breathing via comm. Aaron, what can you see? Aaron, he's been hit hard. 
Virgil cut to him in Stark and Moyer's command, as he asked warily, Pilot any other ships in the area? Pilot cut briefly to him in a den. These beaks were not what I can tell. Back to Taran. Aaron cautiously peers into command. Aaron, crisis, and she pushes the command doors open. The door is a shambles of mid libraries, but it's a body lying on the floor. Crisis, she hurries to his side, with his own battle. Cut back to the good ship, Rajoon. They're trying and John are cut, they're trying to get David Batty back to the pod before it goes and lunch to local critters. John is as quite rage. He struggles to drag the slaves heavy corpse long to the sling, rigged with a blank, blanket. Jen is in shock as she walks alongside, on David's dead head, and I'm babbling. Jaina, we have we have to give him a death rights. John straining with his friend's weight. Yeah. Jaina, we have to give him a proper John Thursday. Talking over as she wrestles, they go along. I'm sure there's a bunch of Oregons around here. Damn it, I wanna stick I wanna stick together. I want us to stick together, but he Jenna protesting weakly rants. No no. John, both of us. Jenna it's not my fault. John, we are but not too damn we are were too damn stubborn. He lets loose of Diego. I thought back to face Jenna. We seem to fo- not focus and confront her. A situation which includes that in fact they both they both are lost. Jenna? Diego's dead, Jaws and God knows where. We've been, we have to be, we have been here before. And at the moment he sees moving in the dark corridor ahead of him. Shannon mumbling. No, we haven't. Whoa, John grabs her and pushes her out of sight against the wall. Follows his gaze and sees what he sees. Covers ship wallers. Where he been slightly tearing the walls, the teeth and nails. He says jubilant dully. I'm eating the ship. John is his jaw is tight and furry. It's a fine inch like mine, it's a lion. At that he grabs China's pulse gun, steps out the corridor where he grimly mows down the fern and eaters. They make monkey like shrieks, they die. Shannon, meanwhile, that John, hold her up, slides limply to the floor. Unable to cope with the twisted horror, it place John finishes and yanks Shanna to her feet. Shanna babbling with panic. We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. John, yes, we do. Indeed, for several more of the, of the, more of the ships denigrated crew, appear in a moment of the corridor behind them, the distant but relentless in their pursuit of flesh, of fairly fresh meat. Jan and John grab Diego's body and drag it off with their renewed haste. Cut back to Jewel in a dark hangar bay. He's standing outside a broken down pod with pulse gun, trying to steal himself to go looking for help. The sounds of deep Distant moaning echoes in blue grove blue. She's rightfully creeped out. She tries to encourage herself. Jewel taking a deep breath. Okay, I can do this. I can, I can do anything. That's what my father told me. That's what my mother told me. I never doubted them before. He stares and screams permanently, a moan and seems to be too close by. There's nothing there, just a tricky artistic acoustics, a great dark ship and her own skittishness. She continues the monologue with less much less confidence. I strain to see anything at once in the murk as she t- totters to onward. Maybe months or twice, but I shouldn't doubt them. I should believe in them. I should believe in myself. Last word is another sh- little shriek, a moaning, intelligible voices again seem to weft about from nearby. 
a voice that sounds a tearful whimper. Oh, I don't think this is right. I shouldn't be here, civilized being. There's, there's got to be someone there who recognizes that. I just need to find them. He moves slowly towards the door. The others disappear through. Her feet are replaced a while apart. Each leg requires a moment's coaxing, requires a moment's coaxing to take a step, steep step forward, onwards. Coming to the door, she peeps faintly. Hello? There's no answer. Burgundy groaning from afar. Great door leading to rest of the fine slightly. Till was open, inviting her to the reckoning, thinking corruption. Beyond, this is all redhead needs. Moments later, she trod him back, step up, step. Up the step into the dead, but at least we're familiar, a well-preserved transport pod. Cobert, Sheehan, and John, he's found the way back to Renohan's pilot's den. John tries to wedge the great door to the chamber's shut. Sheehan stares at a pilot, who sits rocking his ruined station, moaning softly, madly to himself. Sheehan whispering with horror and pity, pilot is disarmed. John, huh? For that, he strides down the catwalk towards a pilot. Great helpless creature sees him coming, begins instantly to panic. John is unsympathetic and tersely from his demand. My pilot knew the wrong coils. Where are they? He stops impassively. Before the shaking never get, he can only grape and make choking sounds. John is angry. Out of patience, alone, alone, chats harshly. Yeah, I get it. I know, I get it. I come forward with you scream. Come back, uh, pilot, I'm over. You're going to help me? You're going to give me something. I'm going to give it to me now. Roll up on it. Again, speaking in pilot language. Taya Kukugo. Tif Haraya. John, cutting him off, him off. Talk to me slowly. Kind of pilot panting and struggling to stay focused. This ship or owner that was. He sits back and panic his mother tongue, takes over again. Kurtuma Patul. John Sonny. Go to Pert. Detention ship, prison ship, ship for the Courage. Pilot's great head nods. His voice trails off John. What the hell is that? When the pilot just rocks his face like any agony. Both China knows. Jenna the criminal insane. John looks at her and she peeps. Loud and fear and loathing as he sobs. I couldn't be saying we fixed the transport pod. We'll get out of here. We got 3k wire. There's a, there's a start at least. John's shouting with frustration, showing us to the nail. As he stands at the radio's destroyed console, he calls a ship, a whole ship, Shannon. He's got the maintenance bay. He's got the doors. He's got the windows. He's got the smoke on the water. Shannon, I don't know what you're talking about. John, the, the guy, whoever, whatever, the one killed. There you go, Dr. Spike. Cover pilot, cut it off. John whirled back at the door. Poor the fine pilot who regains his voice and eventually tormentor. Cut off a spike. John cut off, that's his name. What's his, that's his name? Try the pilot, bring cut off, bring him back, back. He's very, he's wary. Voice trails off again, John. What's well, the PK prison convoy? Doing way out here in uncharted territories. A good pilot struggling to tell this with this. Tennis and Ronald's sad story. Beast cover Connolly. Ambush convoy. As he speaks, China seems to detach from Satan. 
and he kneels down by David's body just the blanket they used to pull him with shroud out for him. Grand's ambush was drifting, but no sustained was not to go, nowhere to go, trails off slightly, trying to grasp their hands to together, and holding a small veil on them, raises her over her head while murmuring a prayer of the dead for dead. When it slowly slowly, softly, sadly finishes, no one helps, no one we starve. His hoarse voice fades to a whisper. John, cold even dead rounding. What the f's a big fuss? Why the red carpet treatment? Earl Pilot was shivered his voice. He looks up at John, his great amber eyes, his power. Johnny speaks Jaina, finishes a prayer and sparkles the contents of all over Johnny's covered body. And the others, the other prisoners, what was their deal? Earl Pilot shaking his head. He said softly, There are no other prisoners. Johnny steps away from the poor Rodrigo Pilot, Jaina. She doesn't fall and he steps down from the new brains of Pilot's console. Walks towards the Shanna. Shanna, you never got to him now. You never get to him now. John never comes and kneels down next to her. David's body never, ever. With that, the liquid she sparkled on the lace of the shroud combust. He watches the flames take hold and then the two of them suddenly roll their friend's body off the cockwalk into abyss beyond Catacruz's station. They watch it disappear into vast depth. John meets Shanna and takes Shanna in a mutually comforting position embrace. They rock slowly, echoing the movement of the scalable pilot of Somewhere by the ship, the damned Kovarok Vok stands with his device remembering its controls. Everything else he seemed to be able to observe were part of his visitors. Back in the den, Shanna and John finished their brief memorial, and now they both approach the very pilot again. Shanna? They have a, they have a prison, whole prison ship for one prisoner. John, the chamber's up in the console again. The face are upon it. Now what about all the other vermin we see? The hungry, hungry hippos, hippies. Erko, pilot, peacekeepers, John. Try to send provide peacekeepers. Well, pilot, they were peacekeepers, all of them. At moment of dawn and dawn, Swivels part way open, sudden roar, escaping air is heard. Shannon John yell, they sucked away from the running pipe console towards it. John slides as the halt against the door, manages to grab Shannon, too, before she he pulled out as the only quiet pilots. Venting the chamber, Shannon and John managed to get out of the den to control the corridor. By the hands of Kolovet, they are cornered. Kolovet, I wish you wouldn't talk about me behind my back. John wastes no time making a lunch of the madman. A colour of strength belies his pasty appearance. He knocks the human flat with a casual blow. John makes a run, but Kolodov has her and pulls her towards him before he can do whatever he plans to go through. John back up and comes at it for him again. Kolodov his grip on Shanna. But again, John takes John out with a single blow. This time he's not only down, but out. Kolodov returns to her attention. Jenna, who sits, skitters frankly over the debris, covering the shoulder, one door to another, crying for help, escape, seeking my escape. And finally begging Kudlov for mercy. There's no escape, there's certainly no mercy. 
exits the sealed into his trap. He turns to face advancing nightmare man. So he stops several feet away from her and aims his device. He fires an edge bolt like the one he hit Dago with. And like Dago, Shana is immediately engulfed. A great persimate like bubble. Now let a sack rise of floor. Cadavoc watches. Surfing becomes briefly veiny. Even more reminiscent of a pincinator. It's really sunny. Shana, vague outline within becomes amorous. And suddenly seems to split. Pincinator suddenly disappears. Not one, but two. Shana is identical down. So their clothing and wounds are disbodied onto the floor. They both seem dazed and dishonored for a moment. Until they spot each other, they scream, frail. They both bellow as they try to scuttle. Crab-like onto their hands and wheels away from each other. Panties as they are, it's weird development. So is Kudaboff, just as pleased. He praises a pair of them. And then, eventually taking, making a choice, grabs a chain on the right, holds her to his, uh, onto her feet. The other chain scrambles away, but a twin... The clutches Kudovov, reaches out pitilessly, the one arm crying for, the, to, uh, for help, and free Shanna makes a few hesitant steps back. They're too late. Kudovov takes a vicious cudgel of this vicious device and buries it in the body of the captive Shanna. She quickly succumbs as he drains her of fluid he craves and free Shanna gollops away. Back to, to come back to Talon command with Vital. To join Aaron and Crisis. Aaron and Crisis seated position on the floor, but he's unresponsive. Virgil, with a grim snort, oh no, ho, you're not taking him back to Moyen. Aaron, he's still alive, Virgil. Virgil, we can fix that. You guys to forward to his hovercraft chair and yanks the next neutral transporter. They suck it in the back of Chice's neck. Tara immediately begins to shudder. Aaron, what, what are you? Give, give me that transponder. The ship is shutting down. Give me it back. Agent Jarian hangs on his turnings, continues to shake honestly. Why do now? The sigh hands it over. Why do that's what we were hoping for? Aaron places the transponder in his socket and Shannon quickly stabilizes Aaron, annoyed as Virgil. Presumption, look, we just have to leave out, out with Moya. We just, if we want, want to have it out with Moya, you could go over. Right ahead. Why do you listen, you barbaric bitch? Tell supposed to be the meanest, baddest, all time, the Vogo pilot ship, fighter ship. And someone somehow beat the yells out of him, and they'll come back to finish him off. We're here with him, unarmed. The little guy bases the same pretty solid president, actually. Aaron, so we could keep him alive. You might find what we, what, uh, what happened. Why do another arm or two? It won't matter. Let go. Sure, we well we can. Me and my back of Raju. John rejoins conscious of floor outside Raju. Raju's pilot then. And Oceano Kulovac in sight. Picks himself up. Begins calling for him as he makes his way. Mains a claustrophobic passageways. John, Shiana, Shiana, Shiana. With no responsive cries which don't carry far. Solid decline. A place but a flashing light, the sound of jibbing crew catches his attention and jogging towards it, he vibes. This time he catches sight several goodish former PK dragging a body across the floor of a room. Trying to let go, go, charging in and after them, they disappear through a wall door with sealed behind them. 
He throws his uselessly, beating about against repeatedly against it, pounding it wildly. His shouts are dead sent into helpless screams. Shanna! Remail Kachiana, the only one who survived. She's complete frenzy. She's created Androidas. Dead corridors. Then the dead PK crew flees before this wild eyed vision. They can't outrun reality or own reality. Finally gets comes to rest behind a container where she huddles and briefly takes her get tries to get ahead of what has happened to her. China's shivering and confused, she talks to herself, words one sluggy from one and trains my brain, okay, okay, come on, come on, okay. Two, China as well as a hard and fight stand panic. Two, she she me, where I'm me. She was just the clone, the clone, so I'm with me, I'm with me. Where Shannon finds herself a shift scenes to John. Shift to John. He's found his way back to the Vinterover pilot, standing on the catwalk looking out over the abyss. And the pilot watches him silently as he talks. John Dago's dead, Shannon's dead. And the pilot blinks and puffs a little weary, the new two legged lunatic. Come to the him and God knows what worse way. Oh yeah, yeah, I can feel it. So Kenvarian pilot stares at him, mouth open, hanging open, without a clue to what these counterpart Moya has, has to put up with all the time. The John works into one of his cool phone home, home by states of railed up on upness. That hammer hammer that sick hammer horror shine of a bitch is gonna make me suck in my brains for a stupid chore, ain't making me feel comfortable. Maybe the pipe's panting and plucking fearfully. His console with many on. He stares unfriendly at John. Now see, I heard. Head for the transport pod. He runs me down like a sick blessed all. John heads for console. We may take, we can take control. We're pilot. We knew this was coming rather slowly. No. John, we want the patch. Oh, your arse back in. But the pilot said, he said, is that no arse patching. This one, no. John Relentless, we went to the chambers. Why the pilot, the pilot, 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 the poor fellow does not realise he has no choice in the matter, no. John then stuck his, his arse out in space. The pilot shaking his head so violently and couldn't let always hear. He'd left and his brain sushing around his, his skull. No, no, no. John, pilot, pilot, you listen to me. Pilot, no. John, we can do this. We can find Jewel. We can take back control. The pilot gripes. Slap Jordan at this creature and quietens down. He seems in her eyes that the least completely be followed by John's campaign speech. I, you and I, me, buddy. Good things are going to happen. Good things. Cut to Kimberlin Shock, striding down the corridor. You've had freed at Fidenham, a master of his domain at ease. Approaches the cell. Furnished snarling hissing is heard. But it stops and solicitly addresses the court. Sales occupant. Kodak, are you comfortable in here? The only response is some snarls. Kodak sits outside the door, closed behind him. He stays in a mildly approachable tone. Oh, do settle. You'd have been, you're being very angry. Sales shows. Occupied by Dagon, is standing with chains passing through his rings, collarbones, and attached to the ceiling. Vicious his snarls outstanding. There's much as much fear as anger in his eyes. He watched Kedorov, Gorgorov. Oh, Kedorov, what have you done to me? Kedorov, I saved you from the airy, politically controversial, 
confidential. Confessational. You know, you're completely uncivilized. Dago, what you have done with Shanna? Kavloff, Shanna? Dago, and the, the numerary. Kavloff, that gay girl? Yes, very, very, very nice. Dago grounds, really very nice. What, where are you, what, where are you closed? Are you close, Dago? What have you done with her? Kavloff, Kavloff, I haven't done anything. Last I heard, she was having, having her best bits eaten by Zagari. Now he goes more angry and scared. He lunges at the cutoff. Of course, he can't move any more than an inch or two. That doesn't even flinch. As I said, that they're uncivilized. It's you I'm more concerned about. They go back to fear again. What have you done with me? I saw him. Saw Cutoff. Yes, I saw. What do you see? Yeah, he's a wise rider. Wide. Another Dago. Dago? In a very low tone of pure disgust, you claim me. Kodobov proud of his skills and wanting properly understood. Not the word clone, please, I troubled you. I twinned you. Deodeg is equal and original. Tasty, I've never twinned a lapse of a bubble. Deodeg won me. Kodobov, please, we're going to make rabies. Turns and leaves as Deodeg grips directly, watches him go. Kodichani, Roperine, and Manic Panic. She's in a stock room earlier, blasted over by Deodeg. Rooting through containers of bits and pieces, spare the funny parts, taking to herself badly. Oh, all as well. Shanna, January 2, in her haste, she backs away from the box, where she's found nothing, stumbles, sitting down so abruptly. She rolls into her back, she checks out a wound herself, making sure it's still there and she's still running. Still herself, too, to me, too, thought. She scrambles to her feet and starts rummaging through the rubber crate. He covers you, that's what he does. Finds out he's looking for a box and spots another one. Another Joe sensor, the one Dago was discarded earlier, laying nearby, she pounces on it and giggles manically as she compared the two identical gadgets. Two channels, she taps her head with one and she struggles to add cognizance to the list personal resources. Kiss, kick and cry, think, think. Cut back to the den of the Roger pilot with John. It's on platform beneath the pilot station. Patching door, Roger pilot asks in. Human at least is happy now that he's a A plan. John shouting almost gaily up to your best, your best friend. He rips. Who's like pilot? The thing is, from one place, plugs into another place. Cut up, you found a way to patch yourself into the pilot squirming. There's someone having electrosis done in his private parts in false control system. It's security for the Peacekeepers, John, yeah, but still alive. We're a pilot, pilot, not not conscious life, totally life support. John makes a connection that calls the sorrow of disabled pilot to roar with pain. John, do you have a question to ask louder? Natalie, you feel that? 
pilot swinging his head back and forth out of his console to see him for the first time in a while. I was crying that I can't work the console. John are coming up with that with that him and his two extra arms mount a ladder return to the Kuru's pilot side. Cut by the egg and hisses as Kredolov. And suddenly appears at the door with stale Kredolov. Brightly, I can double you again and again. Again, look at the peacekeepers. Come here again, peacekeeper. What peacekeepers? Kredolov, he speaks the sound of something whimpering and moaning, shaking his leash can be heard. Just one sight of the side of the door. As that was died by the side of the door. All over the ship, there's a glory. Economy chuckles a little. Bojack at once had a teams at Verogon, Vizari. You can see, once they've been twinned 30, 40 times. How much good for conversation. Not that you're especially witty right now. He snaps impatiently, he doesn't see whimper. Stand still, Vega, Kurov. Open the cell door. I can't help you get off the sh- I can help you get off shift. Kurov, he pauses, staring at Vega, generally mythified. Before coming to the cell, why should I want to do that? Dago, because this ship is dying, flooding pieces all around you. Cut it off. This is my home. I need all I need is more. What food? Family? Is it is there a difference? Smiles for a moment you deflect the question for continuing. Honestly, if any man may reminding Lux of the twinning experience. There you go. You know how painful it is? I'm willing to spare you the pain of another half cycle as long as you breathe with me for me. Dago breathing in deeply, but understanding revulsion. Breathe with what? Kedov takes a look, goes back with Dell. He detaches the end of the leash from where? He's hooked at the door. <clears throat> Cut it off. Dago meet Belemia. At that, he leaves a screwing woman on all fours in the cell. She has a mop of blonde hair. Dirty face, actually, a dirty, everything. We meet, not but anything, but we need, but not flog the dead horse here. Back circles round her eyes and completely developed fold. Then a mistake. He shakes her head furiously as her collar makes noises like an errand ball. Chihuahua, a juvenile monkey. I'm sorry, I think I twinned her a little too often. Take her eyes, revolting piece of breed stock. Disgust as she looks at him with willing heat. But at that moment, before anything else could be said, the sound of women's long dormant sisters. Crying up rumble through the room. Light begin to flicker as Kodavok looks around with real concern. Quickly clips Vienna's chain. They go before hastily leaving them to it. Vienna leaps with excitement as he goes. Cut back to the one iron pilot of the room. The John behind the console with him. Radio pilot Rodo, there's no power, no, no power enough. Takes, takes time to charge. John still nothing. Radio pilot, sound of power scaling back down is heard. No, no, can't even light, even lights, no use. John encouraging to break step on it. Pilot, you don't give up here. You're all I've got. You understand that? I need you, big boy. You need me. Come on. And with that, he goes back down the ladder with lower platform, pilot station. Looks around for another collection that might help. Central fabulous cable. Central cable, fabulous cable. And he hunts for that. What he wants to, wants. Up above, Reynolds Pilot. Watches the great old door of his chamber swivel open. Before his eyes, he peers over the top of his rotting station. When a pilot screams with terror, not quite done. John get, look, go, looks up sharply and drops what he's doing, gets back to the doomed pilot. No, the screamer pilot's cut, really cut off by a sickening wet crunch. 
I drew the measure to his outside, and he fell into the lonely pilot, quiet and at feast. At last, his great headed bear with his car, carapace, protrudes a heavy baboon. John just stared at sight of the pilot, whose first words to him were pleaded death, and whose last was the name of John Crichton. Cut the mind while Aaron prepares to leave. Aaron is quite simple, Rigel. I am taking them apart and I'm collecting the others. Rigel, pity the food with you. There'll be nothing here when you return. And I'll be back with an arm. Rigel, you're leaving us chained to town. Calling that heck free. Aaron telling him is the only way. Come on, Rigel, through it, obviously. Aaron's gotten her way. Bowl of the bowl of yorks. You should be starbursting, Aaron. We can't starburst. You know we can't. Rigel can. Aaron, she takes a step forward towards him and says in a low, threatening tone, You try anything when I'm gone, wherever you have in a piece of box. Wherever they are, they'll be gone. When they get back, he turns and faces calmly. Come on, and Rigel, start watch her go. Rigel, she'll give, we'll give her 30 random makeup props. Then we can cut ourselves free, Tanner. It's Starbust, Tanner would cover. Questions will not. Rigel eyes him with concern and respect. Now is not the right time, moment to abscond. Meanwhile, back to Rivulhun. Joe sits in transport pod, sits in dark hangar bay, terrified, alive in a nest. She shivers and listens to weird shrinks and cries, pruning in from elsewhere, not finding. Cut to Diana, there you go, pilot, with John standing in front of the dead pilot navigator, tries to work with counsel himself, however, he murdered by own pilot. Killer of fuck would have no reason to imagine anything else could be, could be close enough to a vain pilot to know actually, no, actually know some control sequences. John muttered to himself, come on, damn it, John. Remember the sequence. You know the sequence. Remember the damn sequence. You know what you're doing here. Come on. As it works, as he works, he begins to get success and some of the worry lights. He says we're going to flicker back on somewhere bombed. Colonel Vok is startled by his development. A grim smile, he readily is a thick, really needle-like cudgel with his handy dandy, twinning, blood-sucking, the vending controlling device. Nearby, Shana hides the power by his appeal builder room and starts to sprint down the corridor. They quickly ducks to get one side and conceals himself a Colonel Some of the old crew strive past deadly purpose. Cut by the royal pilot's den with John, set in place what he can. He gently touches the end of the harpoon, judging with a gentle pilot's head as he throws down the gauntlet. John calling in the air. Hey, Kalanoff, just you and me now. He touches the one last control pilot console and climbing up onto it. Prepares to be inevitable visit by the master of the ship. Sounds a room. Powering up, continue to build. What do you say? We meet for some coffee or something. I'm sure we've got lots of stuff we could talk about. Stands by the remains of pilot station. Continues to talk the unseen to mentor. With enough matches, swagger, fuel, and car rally. 
They had cooked you up something special, man. Came out. Gonna make a little take a little while. Gonna hit you with some Starbucks Supreme. Cartagena's carefully. Sliding along Rhino's corridors. Some lights are back on now. They shine with odd angles and routine rolls. And other lights throb and fire. She tries to avoid detection by Rue's ghoulish crew. Suddenly she hears a twinkle chains. A feeling rasping sound. She quickly trots towards it and stops scraping. In front of cell containing Diego Bella. Shana Diego? It takes a scene a moment. Diego both monkey. Sally and Bellima. Chained together. Bellima has attached herself to him. She's he's making and he's making whoopee with tankers. Diego moaning despite himself. Brain is teacup tart nibbles at his roster zones. Ah Katie's like Shanna telling him and will be mother to his child and Ah, uh, help me, Jenna watches. His discreet Verenema slides down his front to work on a fleshy tentacle, quite another sort. Uh, Diego stands there, gasping and quivering, and uncomfortable. Verenema saw everything, something now. But Jenna saw something else as she came, and now turns to it. It's a metal storage cabinet. She yanks the door open a bit snappishly, and she looks over to her shoulder, Diego's friend. Benchana, it's a tone somewhere where the moves have sat. You sure you are? Not to, you, I'm not interrupting you, somebody. Benchana, just hurry up. He yells loudly, Benta, make her. Hits an especially soft book up your pot. He would rather not have been happy right now. Shana, okay, pulls the post gun out of the girl at cabinet. Because you know I could have just leave you there. If you want me, want no, like, no trouble. There you go. First, don't wait each other. Each other as he tries to maintain some semblance of dignity, have it while hastening to assure her help is designed right now. No, hurry, hurry, hurry. Oh, trying to make it takes her time. Returning back to the cabinet, she takes it from, from it, and she's really after what she's really after. She's finally recalled having seen it. So the cabinet of Marion. Diana, turning back on to him. Marion coils. There goes no comment though. She's quivering and hard to tell. It's, uh, it's him about Beltamina, busy below the belt, as she's helping now. I'm coming, she reaches back to the cabinet. That's more on it, very quiet. Moves Dago's quinter. Okay, she hoists the heavy weapon up and fires above Dago's blazing set of his chains and smithereens. Heads dropped to his side and Beltamina jumps aside. Dago thinking, he's now dropped the grips of Beltamina, but it towards Beltamina, who suddenly looked pitiful, young, she gazes blankly back at Shanna. Ah, chains. Shanna, there's where I was aiming. She swings the kettle up some time and blasts her many chains inside, including the one tethering Beltamar. And the devout P.K. took briefly delighted by scrambling off on all floors. Cut to moments later, Shanna Dago made the way quickly for a dark corridor. Dago was frightened. Shanna, I don't know, we've got separated maintenance bay this way. He starts off the down, left hand, bulk of the hall. Dago's stopping and asking insistently, Where did you get, did you get separated? Shanna, no, desperate to get out. Dago, we've got the stuff we need, okay? We've got the 3K, we've got now. Vegetation, they look on Dago's face, tells her, It's no use, pilot, then. Come on, in this way. He makes the head off down the right hand bulk. But Dago fucks her. Dago, no, I search for him. You go back, then, China, remember me. No way. 
I'm not going to split up. Diego Chiena, go back to transport pod already. She looks up in his face and smiths, please, please. He talks, give me a quarter of an arm. I'll meet you there. He loops off, leaving her to make her way back to the pod alone. Cut by Rachel, rude pilot den. The sound of vegetating, nerdy fans, Starbucks. Energy building fills the great chamber. The steady hum, Johnny sitting next to the dead. Rachel pilot looking quite at home. Amid the noise and flashing right, dead lights occur up. Slips in the room, John loudly, showing off his own peculiar home variety. The sanity. Caliber, what's, what, what's, what's that I hear? Is that? He hear, and cuts the hand of his ear. Darbus, Volk, like a, a good nutcase, unable to cover in anything beyond his own sanity. He says, officially, we can't serve us. We're in a control corner. John, oh yes, we can, Starbus. That just means this whole ship is toast. Kalibov responds by ripping up his arm and firing a ball of any John who ducks behind. And decaying console, I need to pop up in a different court spot. Shemak, light, show, buddy. You tr- want to try that again? Back to the cover of Mockley, bring it on. Cut back to transport pod, drill is inside. He consumpated to agree. Her parents were fine, shocking indeed. I decided the others are gone for good, and guessing that becoming one one thing seems like he's standing pulse gun ready, pressed against her big forehead, jerked between her eyes and screws up with courage. Joel sobbing with spare, okay. He said, away, it's going to be quick, gonna hurt a whole lot less than being eaten. He pulls the trigger just as Jenna enters. Samuel misses her own large head. Jenna back hits the deck as he at the bowls gun rockets. Like a bean and can confines pod while journal screams they both jewel in the shot fizzle out. Shanna looks up wearily at the redhead and observes. Shanna, but well, you still haven't learned how to use it. Joel's stopping her foot and she screws up her face, begins to her bell, traumatizing anew. And he shot myself with a pulse gun. At that moment, Roger's energy build up, caught by her kind of control collar, reaches of the collar but hanger bang, folds of tremors. And calls the pod to shudder and rattle ominously. Shannon, what's the frown? She quickly rises, makes to prepare the pod for the hopefully very intimate rival, Dagon John. Cut back to Jan of the usual pilot. John, believing his friends are dead, continues his ride to death. The Colonel of Lock. Colonel of Concerning more, but properly alarmed now. His ship at home, Sobas, is not strong enough. John, maybe she needs a tree charge. Colonel of Lunge John and dances away from. The top of the console protecting it from an attempt to interfere the Starburst sequence in. He said in motion. He claims a kick the Colonel's face. A lord of Karuari catches foot and pushes John into the thrown off balance and pulls backwards on the console and annoys a pilot who sits peacefully in his peacefully in his eternal sleep. Outside of space the roguish group Brilliant British light light as Starbucks appears through some plates of Rodo's tails. But inside of its fanning over body, where the brilliant light, bright, great yellow wheel fireballs, fireballs begin to erupt along the sides. Back in Rodo Pilot's den, Zarari begin to gather around like vultures to watch and wait for John. I could have fight, kind of up. The John pinned down on the console and now climbed on to it himself. He stands over John and sheaves a long, sharp cartridge device 
where he drives towards John's face, but John is on his back and grabs into the vice. Both hands push back, push back the thick needle quivers only inches from him from his mouth. John grunting through clenched teeth. I don't think so, brain sucker. I arranged I arrange my own death. Cut back transport with Gianna. Urgently tries to place the burnt out parts, scavenged ones a jewel. Keeps a sense of terror fear. Watch the pod is rocked by good rules. Developing self destruction. Joe, hurry up, Trainer. Shannon, I'll go in as fast as I can. Joe, hurry. Jago continues to track the room, pilot then, with shuddering quarters. He obviously where. So in catastrophic, he's cooking. But it's John's name. Meanwhile, back at the door, with pilot then, the disintegrated crew, circling kind of rocks, Candelia with inches from his face, the death of all the sundry intimate. John distracts himself by indulging with Crusty again. John, what the hell are you still are you doing here, Karabi? Kalaroff, flaunting the sunny part of his criminality. Hours will come, more and more you will come. To me, my family and farmland, my perfect dish. My perfect dish. Uh, John briefly ponders the fact you're not talking to this guy. There you go. Appears to be lost. We standing in a beautiful corridor near the bend and roaring. Dago, Corey turn. Back to Consul John, he's Jello. Dago bellow vast as he trains to hold back curse deadly device. John Diego, the sound of voice of his friend, he knows to be dead, seems to spire him. Last peak of his powerful curiosity, he drives Curtis' arm back and rolls off the Consul, leaving his same man to fall forward, driving the business end of his dirty vice up. He's helped the Consul. As Kedilov struggles to pull it out, John shouts to the waiting crew, Will Kogu, hey kids, it's dinner time. Kogu's curtain and Kogari farts the base of the console, where they crouch and hoot with excitement as they build up the courage to charge him. Kedilov's device tied to his arm, however, not firmly stuck into one of the pilot console, but he appears absorbing the Lafayette's energy build-up as well, which is more than it's ever tended to uptake, begins to swell and grow. Code Crossy goes on arm, faintly tries to sedicate it. John minces, blames his words, he speaks of retarded former PKs, and it's finger looking good. The animalistic crew begin to close in on the cradle rock. Who fights them off with that free arm and as John turns to flee, but a cutoff device begins to discharge the backed up energy now. First cut up itself is engulfed in one of those hideous plutonium like twinning sacks. And while the device continues to backfire, an unorganic looking umbilical umbilical erupts from it, swollen with spears of twinning sacks, driven to walls, cracked by menace of Kulabov. He seems to reach out after John like some kind of a snake. Before he can get through the door, the den John is engulfed outside. Kalos continues in Dishos's path. Long, long a body and finally reaches the control collar. It collects a massive donut of red orange energy, explodes around the head, and sends a massive shock wave into space. A couple of moments later, Jack inside the self destructing new flame. There you go, continues to roar as John. John overs the sounds of breaking up ship. They go, John, John, can you hear me? John is sunny out of the field, field darkness. Ahead of him, John appears running. John, there you go. He pulls for a moment. 
There's a word that has really explode around them. And for that moment, there's a world that was welcome, explodes around them. And they look at each other. Jago, how are you, Kay? John, yeah. We'll talk about it later. Come on, they take off on a run. Cut to the hanging bay. George standing on the floor, several yards away from the pod, watching them till the last put off a moment second. They're there, they're coming out like ghosts at a blue balloon. John, you're alive. Jill, the reunion will, will have to wait. Jill fairly jumping at her skin and her eagerness to leave. Come on, hurry up, Shannon, let's go. John, Shannon, you should stand surprised and relieved that she heads the pod steps where they go to Jill. So fine, but at that moment, another voice calls out. His owner squeezes through the door, closing the hanging by the dolly doors. John, hold two, hold the door. You come and get us in, and Jago and Jewel look to the back, look at him. Jewel looks shocked, Jago looks pained. John, too, looks glad to be home. Jewel, you're alive. That moment, he and the other John, on top of the pod steps, make eye contact. Against each other for a moment, this may wonder and apprehension. <clears throat> but there's no time to think. The moments later, the transport pod is emergency fixes. Arcs away with doomed ship the Royal Crew Room. Explosion of Starburst Energy in a control collar. Effectively destroyed the collar. Decapitated her. A pod sparks to safety. Fleets of safety. Raven Fern and Ben's hovering as her head and tail separate rugged, raggedly and drift free of another each other. Cut to the pod. Shadows of flight controls. Diego sits in the co pilot's seat. His ride is very rough. Shannon muttering in the pod. They all tried to ignore two Johns. Come on, you piece of junk. I say, Johns are having a hard time ignoring. One sits off the other to the side. Here's the other John fixed with an annoying blinking stare. His pensive, baneful, and disbelieving to his new hell. I stands near David's shoulder. He looks at the other John, worried and concerned, stunned. He looks at Dig and glances at him before a student as he turning his eyes front and centre. Void further on contact. The John standing next to him returns, worried gaze between, but looks away for a moment. Two Johns acting out between a pair of them. All one's man's emotions are finding themselves squared. Time passed, and the way home to a good lawyer is found. She and Tana moved slowly through space by side. By side. They linked by an uncompicuous, which delivers sustained power. And nutrients to the young ship while he recuperates from it wherever whatever fight he got into this time. Cut to later, Myers Madam's lab. Diego stand stand on over his side of the exam table, where Chan is lying, having her wounds attended. Diego speaks stark, a tone that's hushed that yet eager to tell what happened. In our work, another in the flash, no more than that, a foot for my crop. I saw it, I saw myself, another being. John, do you remember the actual moment? Dago, I don't remember anything you said, but it was a corpse. Shannon, a tone that speaks, says that she's not trying to convince herself of it. It was a copy, just a copy of fake. Dago, morbidly fascinated. I keep telling myself that, but it's quite in Kronoff. He said he created two equals original. Shannon, bold user. Kronoff was full of it. Dago, but how, how do you know I'm not a copy? Maybe the real Dago's dead. Jenna, not just frightened by the whole dear idea, clearly whispering, wishing to shut up, because you just know, you know, she turns her head away and whispers herself frown. Meanwhile, two Johns sit on either side of the table in silence, not facing each other, and as they ponder for real, question identity, 
There goes rhetorical by comparison. The playing rock, paper, scissors, a game, etc., Italy, should give each other an equal chance of winning, losing, and trying. But again, 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 they make identical move throws, never missing tie after tie after tie after tie. No words are spoken, no eye contact made. They both stop the game at the same moment. And what each really runs his thumb across the bracelet of his right eye. Like a mirrored reflection, each gate slides its thumb down each cheek. I take them, taps his lower lip. And the game is slightly resumed, tie, tie, tie. Virgil sits watching them from the other doorway. The room they sit, a wearily unwindable strain grinds on and appears and stands next to Virgil. Aaron, uncertainly, who is he? Vigil, with a sigh still tied, and the two diamonds play on for a tie after tie of tie. Sometimes it's still, it's simultaneously sidelong blasts each other as they try to find something that might distinguish one of them from the other. Vigil Kolovov repeating when he said to Dago, echoes his mind, a double between two, equal and original. The end.